I've chosen this morning a nine one one call. In Psalms ninety one, there is God's assurance policy. And so if they would pull up those passages of scriptures and just read the first four verses. And he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for its comfort. Thank you for its assurance. And thank you, Lord, for its insight. We pray the peace, the comfort, and the joy of the Holy Spirit this morning into our lives and from this message in Jesus name. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29 says that there are some secret things in life. Secret things that belong to God. And those secret things he has chosen not to reveal to us. And he encourages us to rest. To rest in that, in those arenas that we don't yet know about. Because of who he is and what he does and the heart that he possesses and the, the evidences of his great love for us through Jesus Christ. It seems that the, it's the secret things that intrigue us most, but also can maybe probably disturb us most. Moses writes this Psalms showing us the heart of God. Showing us that what God has done and his reference point comes to the 40 years in the wilderness. The challenges and Yet, the miracles. 
a testimony. of the past, an assurance of what is for us today and a portrait of the omnipotent capability for the future. He says that while we may experience suffering and evil things may befall us, also know that there is a divine protection and a divine deliverance. Storms are a reality of life. Jesus spoke about storms in Matthew chapter 7. You remember the story when he talks about Two builders and two houses. It talks about how that the rains came, the winds blew, there was outside forces. Every life, every person on this planet, their house will face storms. And it isn't so much the physical house, but it's the house of faith. Those that had built their house on the word of God, it says it stood strong. Thank you, Jan, for having built your house on the word of God. You are facing the storms that he said. Your house of faith would experience But the good news is, he says, there's something secure and wonderful. Because it's just not a written word, it is a living word. It's not just letters put together, it is the person of Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word, you know, was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, God put flesh on His Word. God put flesh on His Word. You remember probably hearing the story about the little girl that was in her room and there was a great storm, you know, and lightning and thunderings and she runs into mom and dad's bedroom and, you know, wants to crawl in bed with her and you know how we are, we don't want to create bad habits for our kids so we send them back to their room and try to encourage them. It's okay, everything is safe, God is with you. 
And of course, this goes, you know, several times. And finally, you know what I mean? She says, yes, I know he's with me, but I need somebody with skin on. (laughs) I'm here to tell you this morning that God understands that we need somebody with skin on. Who was in all points challenged and tested like as we are, but overcame them all so that he can go ahead and do something. Not just to agree with you in your experience and the sense with you in your experience, but to help you in your experience. The storm is not about the issue. It is where you build your house. They that built their house on the rock. Aren't you glad that where you're building this morning, where you've built upon the rock? Nobody likes storms, but what I find interesting is when you read Isaiah 61 and then also Luke chapter 4 and discover the anointing of the Lord, it's always for precarious situations. It's always need-based. It's problem issues. It's the realities that happen in the normalcy oftentimes of life. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Because there's some sick. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, you know what I mean? To comfort. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because I've got to bring some good news to people that are in desperate need of hearing something positive, of securing the future, you know, and making them strong in the present. It's good to know that according to this passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 7, that even when the physical things take a hit, the spiritual stands strong. Yes. We live in a fallen world. In Psalms 91... A beautiful psalms that talks about how we can navigate the negative circumstances, situations in life. It's not an umbrella of protection from trouble, but 
It's God's presence in trouble and God's ability. We do not go long into Scripture and discover that even the best of God's And best by meaning, you know, that live righteously, upright. You remember the story of Job and his wife and his friends felt there surely must be something amiss in your life. Otherwise, this would never happen. How many know they got it wrong? They got it wrong. Because God testified to the fact that he was perfect and upright. <laughs> There's a song says, of course, that we sing and I am covered, covered, covered by his blood, walking in love. Walking by faith, you know what I mean? Why? Because we're covered by the blood. The song we sang is, is the, what was it? The cross has the last. Final word. Has the final word. Thank you. The cross has the final word. The key word in Psalms 91 is the word security. Security. The ongoing sovereign protection of God for his people. Psalms 23, which we love so much, either I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because You're with me. In Psalms 91, it reveals the secret of his presence. It reveals the shield of his truth. It shows us the Protection, the ministry of angels gives to us. Talks about a place of habitation and in refuge. Not unlike the little girl who wanted to crawl in mom and dad's bed. There's a refuge, a place. Psalms chapter 91 and 1. 9-11. An emergency that you can ring and call up at any time. A place that's safety. until the storm is over.
this wonderful psalms. There's five different arenas. One, it references the foundation of faith. It is believing in the person of God. He's called the Most High. He's called the Almighty. And he's called the Lord my God. So we are believing in the person of God and the promises of God. I will say of the Lord... But we also discover in Psalms 91 that there are foes of faith, enemies of faith. Surely he shall deliver you. And he goes and outlines some of those foes of faith. He talks about the fruits of faith, verses 4, 10, and 13. And then angels are friends of faith. And then the fellowship of faith. And he talks about the mutual love and the intimacy. That is, goes on between because you have set your love upon me. He said, I'm going to respond likewise. So it's a protection assurance policy. It is in his love and his power that he keeps us. He not only has position, but he also has power. And he just simply asks for us to make a confession. That confession ties us to the policy giver. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I, and in you I'm going to trust. If with your heart you believe and with your mouth confession is made, we're going to see salvation. It says that when it comes to you and I in our trouble, God is tender and gentle. But it also says against the enemy, he is strong against his attackers. reveals to us that there is nothing that seen or unseen anticipated or expected that catches God unaware or unable to protect 
In verse 7, he says, it doesn't make any difference how disproportionate the odds are. It's irrelevant. God's protection is certain. A thousand may fall at your left hand and 10,000 at your right hand. Another thing that the Psalms 91 tells us also is that we are protected from the righteous wrath of God. Think about it. You never have to worry about God judging you in wrath. Protected. You are not being punished. might be happening and what trouble and what storm there might be. You are not being punished. He took the punishment for us. So we can rest. And, you know, resist the enemy. Resist the evil one. No, that's not true. He says he sends some assistance to help us. He shall give his angels charge. They'll guard you in all of your ways. And he says... Not just in extreme danger, and in minimal dangers. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. Satan tried to pull this a fast one on Jesus. Because of this great promise, why don't you get careless? The reason for Psalms 91 is to put away unhealthy fears. I'm not exactly sure how many times the scripture references when Jesus spoke when he was here in his ministry. But fear not. Don't be afraid. Aren't there things to be afraid of? Practically and realistically, absolutely. But you're not alone. So he wants to protect us from the unhealthy fears, those fears that inhibit us. 
He doesn't only want to just protect us from fears. He wants to go ahead and give us strength and, and, and become, uh, how can I put it, accept uh, 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 challenges. He says that you will take on lions and cobras. All because we're safe in God's keeping. Protection and empowerment. Disasters, present dangers. There can be rest and peace and calm. We can rise up strong when things are messing with life. We're assured that God is in control. He says in those first few passages that there is no predicament. There is no situations that can crush you if you just draw close to the Lord. Draw close to his love. He who dwells in the secret place. Is a divine presence of the Lord that's assured you. It's the place of Christ's total victory. You get to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I promise. Because he says he keeps us in his own victory. Because I live, you shall live also. In the world you shall have tribulation, but fear not, I have overcome the world. So he keeps us in his own victory. A victory that goes beyond, you know, mortality. Beyond years that we live on earth. A victory that survives circumstances. A victory that eventually we'll see the fulfillment of all of his promises. Because of his love and his great power. I have a prayer for us today. And let me read them to you. And may they become a format and part of your life. Number one, my prayer is that no traps set for you will be successful. Yes, he goes around as a roaring lion, seeking to devour those whom he 
may. There is a house of faith that is the object of his destruction. But God says, I will rescue, I will protect, I will answer, I'll be with you in trouble, I'll deliver you, I will honor you, I will satisfy you, and I will see to it that you get victory. Victory. It is more than the absence of something that makes it, but it's the presence of someone that makes the difference. My second prayer is that no fears will bind you that will invade and limit your future. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you, the Lord God, will hold my hand. And he will say to me, fear not, because I will help you. Isaiah 41 and 13. And of course, verse 5 of Psalms 91 says that you need not be afraid. Going way back. The song that was once so popular. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands. Man, what amazing comfort. God says, I've got you inscribed on the palm of my hand. Literally, that means he, he, has, he has a picture. It's not just a name that he's got written there, but it's actually a picture. He says, I remember that you're dust. That your makeup is dust and that he knows how helpless we are. He remembers that and he functions and operates and deals with us accordingly. Likewise. Ask my musicians to come this morning.
How important is this Psalms 91? Well, Paul has, or excuse me, Moses has just got through writing a total different thing in historic in Psalms 90. And he's bringing in encouragement to the children of Israel. In all their ins and outs, their ups and downs, all the missteps and all the recoveries. He says, this is what I want you to know. In spite of all of that, this is what God is and this is what God does. No fear. Very popular t-shirt, isn't it? No fear. Well, if anyone can wear a no fear t-shirt, it's the believer. (laughs) It's the child of God. No fear. But when we do fear, we have an open door. We have a secret place. We have a refuge. The reality of life. David writes in Psalm 73, and he's a little perplexed. He says, because some people just kind of slide through life and they don't have any issues. There are some secret things that we don't know. Why did James get beheaded and Peter get set free? Don't know. Why did Stephen at the young age leave this earth (coughs) don't know my prayer this morning is that there will be no deadly disease sickness known or unknown that will overtake you That in reality, according to Psalms 103, that you'll be satisfied with good things and that there will be a renewal of your youth. Your strength will get so strong and so mighty and so powerful that you'll feel the strength of youth. You won't be weary. My prayer you this morning that there will be no holes in your financial bag. 
Isaiah, right? No holes in your financial bag. Sometimes that's not the case, but that's my prayer this morning. And that you'll realize that no dream is too big to ask God to do. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch them out, your dwellings. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I like Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, you remember them? And Caleb is... He's not young anymore. But he says there's still something on the horizon. There's still a promise that's unfulfilled, and I'm going for it. I'm going after it. Hallelujah. I'm reaching for it. So don't give up your dreams. Don't give up a promise. Don't give up a hope. Don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be afraid to ask God. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find and knock and it shall be. She opened to you. Hmm. No dream is too big. And understand that no battle is yours alone. It's not yours alone. It is the Lord that said, not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20, the battle is the Lord's. We just have to sometimes just enter into the secret place, into the loving arms and, it, it, you know, how, Everyone finds their own way to do it. You know how to how you and God talk to each other. Stand with me. church we need to be skin on people
We need to be skin on people. Skin on. Come on. Skin on. Because God didn't just give us a word without skin. I hope you're catching that this morning. We're so good at saying, ha, the Lord, the Lord be with you. Go and be blessed. It isn't what James says. He says, put some skin on it. Put some skin on it. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. You got a God, a Savior that's got skin on it. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. Oh, Lord, that we can trust and not be afraid. We can live without answers to all of our questions. We can wait until the yet of God becomes the reality in the form of life on our behalf. Thank you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord... Make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. It's Friday. But Sunday's coming. God bless you. Amen. Have a great week. Always hold that in your heart. Praise the Lord.